0: This is Around the Rim with Lachina Robinson. Hello, basketball fans. It is Lachina Robinson, your host of ESPNW Women's Basketball Podcast, Around the Rim. I'd like to thank our producer today, Gabe, who is on with us and will uh, be editing and publishing the show. Gabe, we appreciate all of your work. Um, He is excellent. Tarika, unfortunately, couldn't join us today, but Gabe's got it covered. So we are celebrating the number 1,000 in the career of head coach Tara Vanderveer of the Stanford Cardinal. That's right. 1,000 wins. And, um, you know, Tara has obviously done so much for the game of basketball. So in this podcast, I am going to talk to her just about her journey as a coach, what sport has done for her, um, some of her beliefs in the foundation on which Stanford was built, from recruiting to scouting So we have a great show prepared for you with Coach Tara Vanderveer. And just as a reminder, um, Stanford will play UCLA on our air on Big Monday. That's Monday, February 6th. The number eight Stanford Cardinal will take on number 13 UCLA Bruins. Again, that's what their rankings are as of right now. Uh, That could change on Monday, but that game will be 9 p.m. on ESPN2. Again, you can catch Tara Vanderveer and her Stanford Cardinal on Big Monday, February 6th, against the UCLA Bruins, and that's 9 p.m. ESPN2. And without further delay, Coach Tara Vanderveer. A member of the Naismith Hall of Fame and two time national championship head coach at Stanford. In her 31st season, is that right, Coach?
1: 31st for the Cardinal? Well, it, I, I, I've lost count because I've I lost my <laughs> fingers and toes, with China. <laughs> yeah, I came in 1985.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, 38th overall as a head coach. Wow. Tara Vanderveer, thank you for joining us, Coach.
1: Thank you, La China.
0: I want to start our time together with a little bit of a warm-up, and I want to thank Janie McCauley um, from the AP and Ron Kroychik, I hope I said that right, of the San Francisco Chronicle whose articles helped me put this interview together. And also, fans should know that our very own Michelle Smith of ESPNW has an amazing write-up coming on Coach Vanderveer as well. But this warm-up is about Taraisms, And Coach, I'm going to throw you some of your most famous sayings or as your players, your former players call it, Taraisms, And I want you to translate the message that you are trying to get across. Does that sound like deal sure okay first one some days you are the dog and some days you are the hydrant
1: uh, that was um i think cheney uh Ogumake really liked that one um you know some days aren't going your way and some days you're you're you know feeling really good about things but um i gave actually a little talk at stanford to the incoming freshmen <clears throat> and I brought my dogs to, I have a, a couple of labs, and I brought them to the speech just to kind of keep kids' attention, I think. And that was one of the sayings that I talked to them about. And I used a whole bunch of dog sayings with them um, just to, you know, not think that, you know, a lot of uh, players at Stanford, everything, you know, they're the number one player. They're the valedictorian, and some days things don't go your way, so deal with it.
0: That is very true. Now, you didn't hose down your labs as part of that speech, did you? You didn't hose down with the hydrant.
1: Uh, No, no, I
0: didn't. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, another one. You are a Ferrari. Quit driving like a Volkswagen.
1: Well, let's see. I probably said that to a number of players, but, you know, (laughs) when someone doesn't do what, you know, when, when you look at how capable they are and they limit themselves, um, I I kind of I get on about, you know, it, expanding their view of how hard they can play, how good they can be. And um, I, I mean that as a compliment to any player I say it to. I love it. Okay,
0: last one for our warm-up. If you buy quality, you only cry once.
1: What's that one about, Coach? Well... If, um, but it, if, if you don't buy quality, then you cry all the time. The, the idea is, you know, if you do something, if you do, you might have to pay a higher price to do it right, or, you know, but then you're not going back and having to do it all over again and again and again, you know. So, you know, it's kind of the idea of, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time and we're going to get it right the first time. And, you know, so you're not developing bad habits, you're not, uh, doing things incorrectly, where then i 'm going to have to be on you all the time about doing it incorrectly, so um, it's pretty much you know hard on people to get it right well you 've been
0: doing things the right way for a long time at Stanford, and that 's a great way to start this interview and Tara, I mean, just to get to the point, you were on the brink of becoming only the third coach in Division One history to amass 1,000 career wins as a head coach behind only the late, great coach Pat Summit, as well as Coach K. So we are celebrating that on this podcast. But take me back. I mean, we just finished celebrating National Girl and Women in Sports Day and the impact that sports have had on the lives of girls and women. What impact has sport had on your life?
1: Um, you know, I think that's a that is a great way to start. And uh, you know, I grew up. I'm the oldest of five children. Um, both both my parents are very active. Um, my dad was a former college hockey player. Uh, my mom and dad, the their idea of um, you know Friday night was we would go to the you know YWCA or YMCA. I don't remember which one it was, but um, you know we would jump on the trampoline. We would go swimming in the pool, and uh, Saturday we'd go uh, you know skiing or camping or we had, um, you know, we played tennis, went ice skating, we had an ice skating rink in our um, neighborhood. Um, everything was about being active. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, my, my parents both were teachers. So that included, you know, they tired the kids out. We, you know, they were very big on homework. We had a lot of variety in our lives, not a lot of television. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I grew up being very active, and it was very disappointing to me as a a young girl that there were not organized sports for girls, so the boys had little league, the boys had you know seventh grade basketball eighth grade basketball and it was um you know so as much as I love sports, it was also very painful to not have the opportunities to play and you know experience the kind of the, the things you do on a team and so I was very fortunate. My timing was not good as a player, um, but, you know, I never, I never played really h- or organized high school or AAU or summer basketball. I never went to a basketball camp. And when I tell my story at basketball camp to the little eight-year-old girls, you know, there are 50 of them sitting in a room, and I'll say, you know, I didn't go to basketball camp. I didn't have this. Didn't have that. I go on and on. And one little girl raises her hand and says, Why? And I look around, I'm thinking, how do I explain this? And then I say, well, can anyone else, you know, anyone else explain this? Another little eight year old girl raises her hand and goes, sexism, you know, so <laughs> wow. um, it, it was, it was, you know, I mean, I had a great childhood, great family, um, but it was frustrating and painful not to be able to, you know, to, to not have the opportunities that the boys had for sports. Um, so I'm really, really excited and really. You know, fortunate as a coach that I am part of something that I think is really special for young women and, and young girls. And, you know, just to give you an example, you know, as part of a game at Ohio State where we had 22,000 people come, obviously, you know, games are on television now for women. We just played at uh, up in Seattle in front of 10,000 people, a uh, uh, highly rated, uh, you know, women's basketball game. You know, people people are following women's basketball and excited about it um, because of, uh, you know, the hard work that a lot of people have put into making the sport such a great sport.
0: Now, that 22,000 wouldn't have been against Vivian Stringer at Iowa, would it have been?
1: Yes, it was.
0: Yes, yeah, I just read about that, actually. Well, you you didn't just sit there with your pain. You turned your pain into becoming a pioneer of the game. When you think of some of the challenges um, that you were able to overcome, because you've been a big part of getting women's basketball to where it is today, what challenge are you most proud of overcoming? Or was there a turning point that you remember saying, you know, we we can actually really grow this sport into something special?
1: Well, you know, I think um, one of my uh, great colleagues, uh, Nancy Dars, told me one time, timing is everything. And timing for me was good in that I, I, I've i always been given opportunities by whether it's men in coaching or um, men and women in administration um, or, you know, when I was an a, um, undergraduate student at Indiana, I went and watched every one of Coach Knight's practices and, he, you know, he allowed me to watch his practice. He, I took his coaching class, and I'm very thankful for that opportunity because I feel like that really grounded me. It, it really helped me form my vision of, you know, basketball how it should be played. And then beyond uh, being at, at Indiana, uh, kind of the same thing happened at Ohio State, where you know I was able to uh, meet with uh, former great coach Fred Taylor and learn from Fred Taylor. So I've had, I've, I've learned from the greatest coaches in the game and I'm, I'm a lifetime learner. And I just try to, you know, continue to watch practice, whether it's, you know, at Stanford, other coaches. And so I don't, you know, I I never went into this whole thing to to think about, you know, being any kind of a pioneer or win a thousand games. It was just uh, loving the game, learning as much as I could about it, studying the game, and try to maybe take players a place they couldn't go by themselves, you know, to help them be part of a team or be a player that maybe, you know, they can't do on their own.
0: And it's interesting you mention your players because your legacy of players precede you. I mean, some of the best to hit the hardwood: Jennifer Az, Kate Starbird, Nicole Powell, Candace Wiggins, uh, Jana Pell Marinelli. The S on your chest doesn't stand for stupid; it stands for Stanford. So you better act like a Stanford player. For young coaches that may be listening to this podcast, what is your recruiting philosophy, and how? And what is, does it take to be a Stanford player?
1: Well, I don't. You know, it just happens that there's an S for Stanford. I, I would say that. I mean, <laughs> basketball. I mean, I've coached great players at Idaho, great players at Ohio State. Some of the some of the most talented players I you know I might might have ever coached were at Ohio State. Is Angel, uh, Francine Lewis, Carla Chapman, Tracy Hall. These are players that a lot of people don't know about because there wasn't television. You know, you couldn't, you didn't watch them play, but trust me, they were fantastic. But the the player, wherever they played, whether it was, you know, I might've made up something for the, O oh, with the Olympic team, but basketball players are very intelligent. And I think that, you know, um, to play the game of basketball, you don't, you need to play with a purpose. You don't just go out there. And, you know, my dad would always say, you know, you can't be a coach that just rolls the ball out there. If you look at any, a uh, great team or great program, they have a philosophy and the players buy into the philosophy and the, um, the formula that you give them to be successful. You know, it's not random. It's not just, all right, we'll take this shot. All right, well, you know, just play here on defense or it's very, it's calculated. And so the, the, the S yes on the S yes for Stanford is, yeah, you do have to play smart, purposeful basketball, Uh, In order for us to be successful, Uh, the Stanford, um, the the combination of academics and athletics at Stanford is, I think, a real, real unique uh, challenge to recruit the type of player that has the background academically and the background athletically. And so there aren't there really aren't a lot of players that um, kind of fit this kind of the Stanford. you know, admissions profile. And so if someone is at Stanford, um, we we have to really work hard to help them be the best they can be. And part of that is playing um, purposeful basketball. So, you know, it's, it's, it's playing basketball. And the more, you know, the more people watch. you know, great um, fans, great coaches, um, you know, everyone knows when basketball is played team basketball and, you know, kind of a purposeful basketball, I call it, with not just going out there and just doing whatever you feel like.
0: Yeah, and your teams have always played with a purpose, and you kind of have this this staple. And one of them I want to ask you about, you know, one thing you're known for is your detailed preparation and your scouting. You always have one of the best defensive teams no matter what. What has Why has that been such an important part of your brand of success, that preparation, the
1: detail, the scouting? Well, I think – I think some of it is, um, you know, not not feeling that necessarily the any team I've coached, whether it's Stanford, or Ohio State, or Idaho, um, even the Olympic team, you know, not feeling that we are uh, better individually, you know, kind of the, um, I guess I, you know, gestalt theory, you know, the, the um, you're the some of the parts, uh, some of the parts, it's your you equal you know it's kind of the idea of like you you take your thing your fingers and um how how you become a fist you know when when they're all coordinated when they're working together you no know, it's not this it's not your strength individually but the some of your parts like how you put it all together, so we work really hard, i think as a staff to um get everyone working together, getting everyone understanding that you know when you're out there. You're you're not you don't have to play one on one. You know, there are five people together. And that is a huge staple of Indiana basketball, you know, help Mm -hmm. side, Uh, not, you know, not being a great one on one player, but being a great team. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, I think, you know, the idea of being successful is you have to sometimes Uh, give up some of your maybe individual glory or, you know, it's a team sport. You are going to, you know, you, we need people that are extremely unselfish that will do whatever it takes for our team to be successful. And that's what we try to communicate with our team. And that's part of scouting. That's part of preparation. That's part of the philosophy that we have of um, being successful. Of course, we know you're like, go ahead. Well, this just happened last week as an example we played um a fantastic washington. They have a great player in Kelsey Plum and you know she had 44 points, but our our team was able to prevail. Um because I because I, I really, you know, basketball for us is a team game and you know even though I mean we worked really hard and she earned every, you know, one of those 44 points, but um you know we, we were just able to win as a team and that's that's pretty much kind of my philosophy and you know, how I think that our, our team can be successful.
0: Well, you've mentioned, obviously we know of your success at Stanford, but you've also had head coaching stints at Idaho, Ohio state. Um, you were also the head coach of the 96 Olympic team that we celebrated heavily during this past season of WNBA, because, you know, it was the 20th season of the league, but it was the 96 Olympic team that really spearheaded the movement to start the WNBA. Uh, obviously your team winning gold uh, as you were there as the head coach. Um Share with us just a turning point in your career. It could be a failure or a triumph. Just something you would credit with helping you grow as a coach along the way.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, you know, I think every, honestly, every year I feel like I I grow. And, um, you know, just, I mean, obviously coaching the Olympics was a huge uh, opportunity to grow because we traveled internationally. We played you know, sixty games in the year. Um, I uh, you know, I was around the, the the greatest players I think to ever play the game. Um, you know, Teresa Edwards and Katrina McLean, Don Staley, Lisa Leslie and I mean Jennifer Azey, they were just Cheryl swoops. I mean, they were just the ab- absolute, absolute cream of the crop. And to work with them every day I think I I learned a lot. So that was I think if there was any one thing I think probably coaching the Olympics was um, the, the biggest growth in that, the, the amount of pressure that we all felt to win a gold medal, you know, and how to deal with that pressure and to play, you know, in the United States and to win in Atlanta.
0: Well, I'll tell you, we have actually had Teresa Edwards on this show. We've had, um, you know, Don Staley on this show. We've had Cheryl Swoops and all of them talk about those memories and how you really drove them uh, to a level that they didn't know was capable uh, by the competitiveness (laughs) every day in practice and how much fun they had even though it was very challenging. So just we want to thank you from around the rim for everything you did, obviously putting everything on the shelf to to get that 96 team to where it was because without it – um, you know, we don't know where the game would be. Just a couple final questions for you, Coach. Um, one thing we've asked our guests on the show to share is, is their memories of the late great Pat Summit, you know, sharing with our audience. And I remember seeing you um, in Knoxville at her life celebration. How did Pat uh, influence your
1: career? Um, you know, sometimes it's really hard for me to even, you know, obviously I'm out in California, but it's really hard for me to think that she's not – still you know back in Knoxville coaching and um it it, when we played there this past year it really hit me just um you know how unfortunately for Pat she had such an incredible career but really didn't even have the time to you know sit back and enjoy it like when you're in the middle of something you're not really you know you're not really enjoying it you're 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 working on the next game or uh, you know the next practice and um what I think about the, the I have so many great memories of Pat, but the one that I really um, I think I can share with you that really hits me and, and is extremely touching is at the last game we played in Knoxville when she was coaching, um, you know, they had a great crowd, and i w- I go out on the floor early and I sit and I watch warm ups and everything. and she comes out at the last minute, and she came by our bench and you know, uh, we hugged and said hello and talked. And I just said, Pat, you know, I knew that at that point she was not, um, you know, was not really well, but she was still finishing her coaching. And, you know, I said, Pat, look what you have built here in Knoxville and looking at the face, you know, and, and just saying, you know, what a wonderful thing it was. And she turned to me before the game and she goes, Tara, I love you. And I'm like, You know, I'm like, it's like, wow, that kind of like, how can you get excited about beating somebody when they tell you that? (laughs) Right. Um, But, um, you know, I just told her, I love you too. And, you know, just we both, I think we both share an incredible passion for the game of basketball. And we both appreciate what basketball has done for so many people, but for, for each of us individually, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. I joke about the fact that if I didn't have, if I wasn't a basketball coach, I would have been a lawyer and I'd have to really go to work every day. And I mean, this is fun. You know, I get to, I get to go to the gym and, you know, be with kids that really enjoy the game of basketball. So, um, I think we share that. For sure. And I share that
0: with you and, and so grateful for your efforts, for Pat Summit's efforts. I mean, I'm in broadcasting. It's a different angle of the game, but uh, you know, it's the passion of what you guys bought that made me want to pursue this career to get involved in the game and to help to continue to grow the game. So thank you as well. And as we're on this brink of 1000 career wins, coach, wow, what will achieving that mark mean to you? Um,
1: you know, with China, um, it's, It would, it will mean I just, uh, well, first first of all, you know, I'll, I'll be very proud of that. I think it's an accomplishment, but it's something that just says I've had a lot of great players. I've had a lot of great assistants. I've worked at great universities with, you know, really supportive athletic directors. Um, we've had a tremendous, uh, you know, you know, thousands and thousands of fans. Um, and I think, I think it will mean, uh, you know, get back to work and work harder you know, just, uh, get, get ready for the next game, whichever game that is, get ready for the next practice. Um, you know, set a higher standard for yourself in terms of, you know, how hard you work and what you do for, you know, for your team and for your university and for the game of basketball. Um, you know, that, you know, it, to me, they're just uh, set a higher standard for, for me. And, I'm like you know, I want to be up for it and, and, you know, just, um, just do do the best job I can and keep learning about uh, a great coach, Pete Newell, who I have had the, the wonderful uh, opportunity to spend time with just said, you know, who, I think he's the I think he's the, um, you know, the top coach ever, or one of them uh, just you know, said, the more you know about the game, the, the more you know, there is to know. So uh, I just want to keep learning. Well, thank you so much. I
0: mean, we, I can speak on behalf of all the young women who've had an opportunity to play at any level, AAU, I've played at the college level, but I'm sure others that have gone on the Olympics and WNBA and and everything else. Just thank you for being a pioneer of the game and opening the door. We didn't have to experience that pain that you experienced as a young woman Mm -hmm. because of your sacrifice and everything that you have done for the game. What do you enjoy about coaching this year's Stanford team? I mean, you guys are are really rolling in a competitive Pac-12. What do you like? About this year's
1: right. team? Well, you know this. I, well, one of the things is I, I really, you know, hope the thousand happens this year because this team is this is a really fun team to work with, and this is a team that buys into all the things that I I value as a coach. Um, you know, playing team basketball, uh, hardworking players, players that come to practice early, stay late. Uh, unselfish play uh, you know we you know start different lineups play different people whoever's out there the other uh, you know seven people are pulling for the five that are on the court I mean it's it's a great team we have great leadership with uh, Erica McCall and Bree Rogerson and Carly Samuelson uh, Kaylee Johnson our captains we have fabulous freshmen that are you know super excited about um, you know the big games and and really um, very mature uh, young players that, you know, get it. They, they know that, you know, uh, our young players um, know that their time is coming and they support the people that are on the court. It's, it's really when I, you know, I've been in the locker room, whether we've won or lost. And I just remind my, I tell other friends that are coaches, I say, this is why you coach to feel the way we feel, you know, to be so excited. So, for me, this Stanford team would be a really fun team to win 1,000 games with and remember you know, that, that that happened.
0: Well, Coach, thank you so much for your time. We'll continue to watch you and your team enjoy your 1,000th victory. And um, keep water skiing and sailboating and the piano and all the fun stuff. (laughs) Uh, Keep doing all the fun stuff as well. I love that you have a great balance for life. And, um, you know, keep that that spirit. It's definitely something that I admire. Thank you for your time, Coach
1: Vanderveer. Yes? All right, let me just just say one thing, Latana, that – part of the growth of women's basketball has been because of ESPN and the great coverage, Uh, you know, Carol Stiff and her staff uh, putting together the great uh, schedule of games, uh, helping to grow the game, uh, covering, uh, obviously, ESPN carries our tournament and ESPNW writing about women's sports uh, is we're all on the same team, helping it all grow. And, uh, I really appreciate all that you do and every everyone at ESPN I really thank you for your great support of uh, women's basketball.
0: Well thank you coach. We're going to be here and capture all the wonderful moments still to come for you and your young career. So, we're great. not going Alrighty, anywhere I like that. I like that. <laughs> thank Thanks you. coach. We we'll see you next Alrighty. time. Bye-bye. Fans, thank you so much for listening. We want to thank Stanford um, Athletic Department for helping us to Get Coach Tara Vanderveer on the show during such a, a big week. And, of course, thank you to Coach Vanderveer for her time and sharing so many wonderful nuggets with us. Continue to engage with us around the rim. That's right, hashtag around the rim if you have any questions for Tarika or I. On Twitter, I am at LaChina Robinson. Tarika is at she knows sports underscore, and that's Tarika Foster Bradsby. And um, make sure you go to the ESPN app and tap on the listen tab so you can check out around the rim. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Um, thank you fans so much next week. We will have Doris Burke on the podcast. So we're really excited to have Doris, um, on the show. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you again next week.